so beautiful people to another episode of unapologetically questions it's me ricky jones jr and i am here for the first like real nitty-gritty get into how things are gonna be on this here channel on this here podcast on this here show in which i just been talking to god right and y'all know if you talk to god God's going to talk back to you. But in the midst of all of the conversations God and I have been talking about, I'm like, God, what is it that you want me to do with this podcast? How do you want me to start it? How do you want for me to grow it? Who do you want to be on this show? And God just started off by sharing with me that I need to share my story as it pertains to my Christian walk and my Christian life with the idea of being free, being open, and being transparent to show others how being a Christian isn't always the glitz and glam that people may think it is. However, a lot of people, just as myself, has come through some things, experienced some things, and done some things, okay? And so we're going to be talking about those things on the podcast, and I'm definitely excited to be the first one to open up about those things and about the various things that have been going on in life, in my life, and I'm sure the life of other believers, if they were to be honest, open and transparent but i'm here right and i'm gonna just do three videos right and the three videos will break down my life christianity story or my life as it pertains to being a christian as it is in grade school as it was in college and then as it is in post-college to now right and those are three specific phases in which i have lived life as a believer however i'm sure you're gonna see yourself in my story um wherever it fits in for you right and so it'll be three different episodes three different videos so tap into the one that makes more sense to you right and i'm gonna start off by telling my story because i am a preacher's kid yes i am my dad has been preaching I'm going to say since I was probably about three years old, but long enough that that's what I know him to do and him to be a part of the other things that he's done. He's been a pastor before. He's currently not a pastor, still a preacher and a phenomenal man of God, knowing the word of God uh, with truth and all. And so I say that to say that's what I know. So I've been raised in a church. If it was a Sunday and I was in my parents' home, I was going to be at church. If it was a Wednesday, we were going to be at what? Bible study. That's right. All my Christian people, y'all already know what it is like back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up, I was raised Baptist. So that's the things that we did. We went to Bible study. We did Sunday school on Sunday. And then we find ourselves in church. And in church, I was a part of the usher ministry. And I also did children's choir. Right. And so, you know what I'm saying? You had to be active. And then I got a little bit older and I started participating in the audio visual department. Right. Because we we were doing DVDs and CDs back in them days, and I had to print out the labels. I had to, you know, all those things, right? I was that guy. That was before streaming. Like, there was a time, ladies and gentlemen, that you weren't streaming services. Either you were presently there or you had a DVD or a CD of the service that you were able to go back and listen to. Um, but it was it was not live. But nonetheless, in all, that's, those are the things that I did. And I accepted Christ at the tender age of seven years old and which being so that my dad was a preacher or my dad is a preacher. I was like, hey, dad, um, here's the thing. Like I'm seven years old and I accepted Christ in my life. However, I want to do the whole baptism situation at the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to do it in front of all these people. Like, I don't want that pressure, but I want you to do this at the house. And he was like, no, 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 Ricky, uh son it doesn't really work like what they call me jr 
JR, it doesn't really work like that. Like you have to come before the people and it's a celebratory moment because you are displaying your faith in God amongst other believers. So we want to celebrate you, we want to congratulate you, and you should do it in front of everybody. I said, okay, well, when that day comes, I will, and I want you to be a part of my baptism. But, you know, truth be told, it wasn't until I was like 21, 22 years old that I was actually baptized. But that's neither here nor there because, like I said, we're going to be focusing on my grade school Christianity journey. And so I say that part to say seven years old, Christ was in my life. Truth be told, um, I accepted Christ, all of that. Right. I just hadn't been baptized or at that point filled with the Holy Spirit. But that comes after um, a college time frame. But nonetheless, here we are. I'm a preacher's kid living life. And at church, people know me, obviously, to be a Reverend Ricky Jones, senior son at school. I'm pretty Ricky. I'm Ricky. I'm slick. Rick, you know, said like all of those names were bounced around as it pertained to me because I also play sports. Right. So playing sports, you get nicknames and all those things. So slick Rick was my football nickname. But my parents, they ain't really they ain't really care for that. You know what I'm saying? Because slick Rick was a rapper. It is a rapper. And so that had its own connotation that they didn't want to associate it with their son, which I respect and understand. However, Pretty Ricky started becoming name because I was very clean. Like I was very particular about who I was, how I dressed and who I was around. And also Pretty Ricky allowed for me to be in with the ladies. And that had its own thing because, you know, growing up and being a boy, um, it was about the ladies it was about how many ladies you were with how many girlfriends do you have and i lied to you not there was a deacon at the church that i attended to and that was his question on sunday how many ladies do you have and i'm like man like i got one like you know what i'm saying like what you mean how many one one's not enough and you know i'm gonna say that to say it kind of pushed me i'm not gonna say it had the full influence but it did have an influence to say Maybe one is not enough. Maybe I should and could have more than one. But then there was also, also the connotations that preacher's kid are as what? Preacher's kid are the worst, right? That's what they used to say back in the day. I don't know what they say now because I've been out of that um, pressure for such a long time. But I, I can honestly say that's why I have the love I have for people. But even specifically for preacher's kids, because I know what it's like to go Lie or go through life in that limelight or under those connotations, under those speculations, under those forethoughts about you, even before a hello even takes place. Like it's an unfair thought that we're going to be the worst. But I mean, I heard it enough that I said to myself, might as well, you know what I'm saying? Might as well live up to whatever it is that is supposed to be. Because if I say that I'm good, if I say that I'm, you know, doing things the right way, ah, oh, please, you know, you're just saying that because of X, Y, Z, one, two, three. So I say to myself, self, it's time to live it up. It's time to be all that I can be as it pertains to getting these ladies. But then, too, it's time to be all I can be so I can live up to the preacher's kids are the worst mentality. However, I did have one caveat that I stuck to, and I'm, I'm proud of myself for sticking to it because it could have been a lot worse. But I stuck to the fact of the matter that in all of the wrong and dirt that I was going to do, I was not going to do that in my parents' church, like the family church and the church that we went to. I wasn't going to be messing around with the women folk in the church. Like, that's not what I was going to do. I don't want my parents' name to be put to the dirt. So I did my dirt at school. And so I had multiple girlfriends. I had multiple uh, encounters with um, ladies and women, but I did it. And, it, you know, 
And I'm saying that part of who I am and my testimony to say, even in the midst of that, I was still praying. I was still going to church. I was still talking to God. I was still reading the Bible. I was still learning scripture. I was still doing plays. I was still in the choir. I was still doing the Christian things while still doing dirt. And I say that part to say that a lot of people either one have the idea that they can't come to Christ unless everything is cleaned up, which no, 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 that's not so. Christ died for us all so that the things that we think that we need to clean up, we can come to him and they will be clean because of the cleanliness that we take on by being in him. Right. So there's that fact. But then, two, I'm sharing this as well, because, hey, a lot of people have various backgrounds and things that they have been through that news talking to them today you wouldn't even realize the amount of things that people have done have gone through have overcome and maybe on a small scale are still battling with and and dealing with however i'm sharing these things with you because i think it's important right even to the fact of i was at my friend's house one time and uh sleepover and uh i will i will not say which friend it is so mom please don't ask uh if my friend is watching this podcast he already know who he is but nonetheless i was at a friend's house and uh we came across some um pornographic material right and so we popped it into the vhs it was a tape vhs tape and uh we watched it, it was tapes and cds but nonetheless we watched them and wow i was introduced to what intercourse was like in that format right because knowing now what i know i know that wasn't it in its purest form that was on a you know um what was it called like movies and all it was on a scripted and um profession is it professional i don't know it was on a scripted basis right and so we then started calling it educationals and those became the tools in which i learned how to do the act and so i said to myself if i'm gonna do the things that these actors are doing which i didn't know them to be actors i thought it was just a man and a female but now i know that they're acting but if i was gonna be in the act i need to do what the actors are doing so i took note of the positions i took note of the sounds i took note of how he was looking i took note of how she was looking when he did what he did and i said to myself if i want them results these are the things that i have to do so i started i, I called them educationals therefore when i started participating in the act which i did uh for the first time in the 11th grade um i and you know we're, we're here right we're here but in other words i said it i thought to myself why am i sharing that but we're here right unapologetically christian because it's gonna come around so you just stick stick to it but i started doing those things in the 11th grade and i said to myself like she should be doing all of these things but it, it didn't really it didn't work out like that because they were actors and i'm not an actor and it just it did not work out um and nonetheless it's crazy what's crazy is i lost my virginity to somebody that was a preacher's kid too we were both preacher kids what are the odds of that um but i share all that part to say like i i went through things right and i was doing those things there but on a church side people wouldn't know people did not know and i say that part to say like you never know what somebody is dealing with going through or suffering from 
just by the way that you interact with them on a surface level basis, right? On a high and by, on a, hey, how you doing? On a nice to see, I'm glad you're here type basis. Like you don't know the things that they are dealing with, going through and even frustrated on. However, I'm saying this also to say as Christians, we should be more in tune with each other's. We should have more conversations with each other's. We should try to figure out, you know, where somebody has been so that we know how to relate to them where they are. Right. And that's even one of the things about this podcast that I look to and hope to do is to show the many facets of what Christians look like, of what Christianity looks like, about coming to Christ, what that looks like, because we can all find ourselves being believers for various ways. We can all find ourselves on a various walks of God and being Christians and believers and being able to associate with one another on that right and oh man like oh you was you was like that then and this is where you are now oh yeah me too cool now we have something to associate on now we have something and somewhere to talk from and to be able to grow from right because we go from glory to glory from faith to faith in our walk and relationship with god so Obviously, I'm not where I was then. Now, however, those things that I was doing then, I, I will say, have affected who I am today. Right. And so even in the midst of those things, I was doing those things. I was living that life. Um, my parents had a rule. If I was out on Saturday, I had to make sure I went to church. Like I could be out till three in the morning um, at a party or whatever, whatnot, when I had a car. And the only rule was I had to be to church on Sunday. And I would find myself to church on Sunday. Right. And in it all, like I still said that I was a believer. I still said that I was a Christian, even in all the wrong that I was doing. I still named and claimed and known myself to be a Christian. And I say that as a caveat to say we may come in contact. We being people, Christians and other people alike, we may come across people who say that they are Christians and truly believe that they are truly believe that they have a relationship with God, truly read the word, truly remember scriptures, truly can say, oh, I know what John three sixteen says means and I know how it applies to my life. I know what Romans 12, 1 says means and how I apply it to my life. However, you may be looking at them like there is no way you know the word there is no way you are applying the word there is no way that what you are saying to be so is truly so because of the life that i'm seeing but you never know what they're dealing with you never know what they're going through you never know what happens in the dark right you never when i say the dark i mean when it's just them and them right even before they allow for god to be a part of that moment when it's just them talking to them like i knew i was wrong I I knew I was wrong. However, I was trying to appeal to my friends at the time. I was trying to appeal to the deacons at the time. I was trying to appeal to the life of, oh, you're our preacher's kid. You're going to be the worst. You already are the worst. You are the worst. I was trying to appeal to that. I, I had said, bump it. I'm going to just do it. And I had started living up to that. And I had done it so much so that I had lost who I was and took on the various perspective of what other people said I was and who they said I was and how they say I should be doing operate in life. And I say that to say that happens to people, I'm sure, not just preachers, kids, but other kids as well. Other people as well. They take on the beliefs of others. They take on the thoughts of others. They take on the thoughts of the 
music, right? Because even growing up, man, I, I laugh about this to this day. Like, I was very influenced by music growing up. So much so that Nelly said, tell the jury store. What did he say? Rob the jury store. Tell them, make you a grill. I think that's how the song went. Grills. But I had a grill. Like, I had a grill because of that song. And I had a tin box. I still have it to this day. I don't wear it like that, but I still have it. But, um... A tin set at the bottom. Uh, oh, that's what I was, I was telling my pastor about it. But I got I had four open face on on two on each side, and then I had six. The bottom six covered silver. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no thug. I don't want none of that. I was just somebody who had money. Uh, Delhi also said to Air Force Ones, buy some Air Force Ones. I was buying Air Force Ones. Them jokers hurt my feet. I'm flat footed, and them jokers hurt my feet. But I had them because Nelly said, "Go and get some Air Force Ones." You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? And uh, the list goes on, right? And I'm saying all that to say I was influenced by those things, honestly, and I believe it's because at that time in life, most children don't know who they are. They're influenced by outside forces, outside belief common thoughts influences by peers and peer pressure and friends and tv and all those things goes into the way a child develops and the way a child sees themselves and so i wasn't even able to come into full grips with who i was until like my college days which that is another story for the next time um but in the midst of this age time i was yes a christian um i was yes a believer i was wearing suits to church like i was a good christian in my eyes and other eyes as well like the mothers of the church they loved me they was like oh this is a good boy this is a good young man i had many people in the church trying to connect me with their daughters with people that they knew because they they saw the person that i was and presented myself to be on sunday which was a good kid which i deep down i am and I was at that time. However, I was doing things that did not measure up with the goodness that was on the inside of me. And I say that to say that happens time in and time out with believers, right? That's why I have a special place for especially young adults, especially young teenagers that are coming into the faith, that go to church regularly, believe in Jesus. However, they go to school and they try to live up to the hype and what the common thought is at that space in that time and I feel for them because I know what it's like to be in that scenario especially like growing up the only child in my home um I had to do things that allowed for me to fit in so I wasn't you know outcast or left alone or beat up or anything like that which I never had to deal with that but I did the necessary things to make sure that I was in the in crowd I was amongst the popular kids and I was I was amongst the popular kids in middle school and high school and and I did the things that the popular kids did so that I would be amongst the popular kids, right? And that's just what those popular kids were doing at that school, right? And so I say all that to say, as believers, right, as Christians, um, and I think, you know, getting to where God is like, okay, you, you're, you're, you're good in what you said, um, on a good note, right? But in the midst of that, right, being unapologetically Christian, what does that mean? That means that through all the things that I were, was doing and went through, I'm still a Christian. I'm still a believer. I'm still loved and embraced by God. Those things that I was doing, those wrong acts, those um, negative things, those um, things that one would call a sin, right? And truth be told, were sin. Those things weren't held against me in my Christianity. Those things did push me away 
from God because I was focused on those things as opposed to him. But his embrace, his being God's embrace wasn't lesser because of those things. My reaching after, my searching after, my going after God was at a decrease because of the different things that I was doing. So I say that to say being unapologetically Christian means and says that despite the life that you may be living, despite the things that you may be doing or the things that you have done, it does not separate who you are from your relationship with God. It does not separate who you are as it is in your right standing and your righteousness and holiness in God, right? Because it's in God, not in of yourself. So I say all that to say, don't allow the wrong, the bad, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows of life to separate you from who you are rooted and grounded in, which is a believer, which is in Christ, which is saved by his blood and embraced by his love and his grace and his mercy. Like all those things are stacked for you, right? Not stacked against you for you to lose because of the wrong that you have done. So in and all with it, all Christians, believers, uh, be strong in who you are. Here I am now, 33 years old, but who I was then accepted Christ at the age of seven and start living hellishly, one would say, since then, right? I was good at it. Uh, truth be told, man, I was deceiving. Why? I had so many good things for me. I had great parents. I lived in a two-parent household. I, I lived because I don't anymore, but they're still together. Um, 35 years now, my parents have been married, but I lived in a two-parent household. My father was a preacher. My mom was in the military. They had money. I lived a great life. I and not that it matters, but I wore name brand clothes like if it was a polo to have, I have it. I'm wearing polos to this day that I purchased back in the day, right? But shoes, I had all of that. I had a vehicle. Um, I was in a great school. I was smart, right? I, well, I did enough to make good grades. And, um, and I'm, you know, I, I could talk to people. And so I said it to say, I was talking to parents. They were loving me all the while. I'm doing wrong by their daughters and... It was just what I was able to do. It was what I was able to do at the time. And um, I say that part to say in all that negative, right? I'm sure a lot of people would be like, no, 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 that's not a believer. That's not a Christian. No, 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 Christians should not do that. Christians don't do that. And granted, right? Should Christians do the things that I was doing? No. But would Christians do the things that I was doing if they had accepted who they are, their identity in Christ? I don't believe so. I believe the things that I once was doing once I accepted Christ would be lesser and lesser because of my relationship with God, which is the truth today. However, I'm saying that to say, don't be quick to judge. Don't be quick to cast out because of the actions and the things that people do. We should be more gracious, loving and merciful to others as God is to us because I've missed it several times right and i'm definitely more i won't say more than others but i'm definitely more forgiving of people when they find themselves doing wrong um than i am for thinking that somebody should be always doing right like i don't believe christianity is a group of people who are living perfect lives no 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 i do believe that christianity is a group of people that serve a perfect god that lived a perfect life while here in this world being in the form of jesus and those that accept believe in and on jesus they have jesus within them by way of holy spirit right the third part of god and with holy spirit on the inside of them they have the ability to live life as christ lived right however that ability to live life as christ did 
is limited to who they are and the things that they've went through and the things that they've been through. And so when those limitations start diminished, then they will be more like Christ. However, even in, even in, even if somebody could live like to, to this day, 999 days, they still would not be perfect, right? Even in their limitations diminishing over time, they still would not reach that level of perfection. What am I saying? Things are going to happen. Situations are going to occur. Wrong is going to be done. However, the love of God is still in them. The love that God has for them is still for them. And I say that to say that's why we can't cast people out. Um, that's why we still have to hold true to our Christian beliefs. We have to be unapologetically Christian despite the things that we do. Like, you know, not that we should be going around smacking people, but I can see somebody like going around smacking somebody. Bye, I'm still unapologetically Christian, even though I love you and I just smacked you, right? But it's it's that, right? It's 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 that without that. But it's that to say, hey man, I'm I'm still a believer, man. I just it's just boom, you know what I'm saying? Which I'll I'll be I'll be laughing. I love in a way what Steve Harvey says, man. God's still working on me, man. Like, you know, some things he's still working on me. It's and truth be told, that's the case for all of us. And so here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I share a piece of who I was right which developed into who i am which have a part to the life that i live and the walk that i walk with god and that's why i can still say to this day i'm unapologetically christian and i love who i am in christ and i love the christianity that i'm a part of and the relationship that i have with christ so boom shagalaka that's my grade school uh bringing a testimony as it pertains to god definitely make sure you check back in on thursday where i talk about my um college days which it's it's only um it's only my high school days amplified right because you have more space opportunity and money to do um more but nonetheless it all great people i love you all i appreciate you all if i'm gonna start like you know doing some interviews interviewing people about when did they come to Christ? What were they up to? What were they doing? How did that go once they accept the Christ? Where they are, yada, 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 the list goes on. So if you want to be on this here podcast, you want to be a part of the show, definitely let me know. You can either comment down below or send me an email. I'll check both and I'm going to reach out to you. So, haha, great people. I'm going to share my story. I'm going to be out here in the open naked, but not afraid. That's the show for that. And uh, making sure that the more that's in store, it's going to be good, great, and grand. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tap in wherever you are listening on your favorite podcast platform because I'll be there. Therefore, you should be there to follow what is there. All right, great people. Until then, peace.